So Rise of the Sex Machines has come out and it's been out for a while now. And it's interesting. We, we got a lot of postings and a lot of reaction to it. I was pleasantly surprised that people did not misinterpret what the cover was, you know, Rise of the Sex Machines, you know, is it a nonfiction book, is it a fiction book? That, that wasn't the issue. People seemed to get it right away, what the book was about, which is always a concern for an author, right? You, you, you're basically, you've got a cover of a book and you hope that people get the basic concept. I mean, if people thought that my book was about professional football and, they, then, and, and then they find out it's a book about uh, the future of relationships, that's a disconnect and that's a problem. But people really got it, and they got it right away. Um, and what's interesting about it was, you know, PragerU was kind enough to uh, promote it, and the, the, the comments, Ari, about it were fascinating. It's exactly what I thought it would be. I, I've told you before that when it comes to this prediction of sex robots being a much bigger factor uh, than anyone ever thought that the, the realism of them, the the lower cost of them, just like any other major product, for example, cell phones. I talk about that in my book. But cell phones today are wildly better and more sophisticated and can do so much more than the cell phone of 1992, let's say. Okay, and so likewise, sex robots will advance dramatically as well, and the instinct. The, the, the lust involved in, there's no lust involved in an iPhone, right? But there is lust involved with a sex robot. And you think to yourself, well, that's creepy, that's weird. And it is. It's all weird. But when you talk to a lot of secular men, especially secular men, they, they, most of them say the same thing. I would say a good 85 to 90% of them say the following. I can't wait. I just can't freaking wait. And I hear these things and I think, really? I, I mean, even having written a book about it, even knowing what motivates people in this direction uh, and all the factors that are, are screaming to get there, um, I, I still am surprised when I hear people saying that they can't wait. One celebrity, I forget his name, He's a, he was a, either a rapper. Yeah, he was a rapper. He said that sex robots were the promised land. <laughs> I mean, that, that you know, talk, talk about a spiritual level. I mean, that was really, really weird for, for me to hear. But there we have it. Um, people are very, very enthusiastic about this. And, and it's going to be a problem. What age are these men? Oh, they're anywhere from, uh, you know, 15 we're very young, of course, to uh, 45, 55. I, I know some men who were 60 who said they can't wait for this. It is, you know, from a understanding point of view, I can understand why young men who look at sex with a woman as unattainable or um, unfeasible in their current lives or with tremendous downsides right. would look on this as a nice outlet. And I can understand why older men who feel because of age, looks, performance issues, etc., why they would also look at this as a nice outlet. But those in the, if you will, the middle ages, let's take millennials out of the equation. Let's say people 35, 40 years old and up. 
those of us from I think I think we're from this generation where we looked at um, blow up dolls and inflatable sheep as the lowest form of ridiculable sexual activity there is. We find this disgusting. I mean, just we, we do, but we do. But the the change is similar to the change in uh, online dating, for example. It used to be that online dating, for a very short while, was considered uh, cheap and silly and demeaning, uh, or desperate is a better word. And now, of course, online dating is de rigueur. You, you, I mean, if you're single and you're not online, well, then what's the matter with you? Certainly, nobody looks on. You know, oh, there goes Sally. You know, she's. She's got a pro- profile on Match.com. No, know. do you think that's because of like money? You know, we all agree money has value, thus we use it. Is it a, a symptom of the reason for that? Is because so many people do it that it's become acceptable? Yeah, or of do course. Do you think there's no. an argument that because it's of higher quality now? No, no, no. It's it, that, I'll, I'll get to that. No, it's because certain kinds of behavior have become acceptable. So, for example, uh, in the uh, 50 years ago, if a woman were to tell you that she you know, went to a sperm bank and, and got herself pregnant that way, uh, that would be cause for humiliation. Uh, she, would be, she would have to invent a story, and, and the stigma associated with that was great. Uh, likewise, if two people had a baby without getting married first, that would also be a stigma. Uh, nowadays, having a child without getting married, it's, it's no big whoop. It's a, everything is fine about that. So I think it's something similar is happening when it comes to sex robots. Um, and, and for that matter, anything that, that is representative of a woman from a sexual point of view. Um, so they, in the old days, I think you're right, that, that the idea of an inflatable sheep or a doll, as you said, was disgusting, and, and it still is in my mind. It's the lowest form of a sexual satisfa- satisfaction. It, it, it reeks of desperation and perversion and um, disgust, right? All those things come to mind when you think about that. Now, however, when you have a culture that, and forget about the advances in technology, the more, how realistic it looks and how responsive these things are now becoming, uh, and the AI associated with it, where you, you can actually engage in conversation, forget about the sex for a second, uh, and she's interested, quote unquote, in you and wants to find out more about you. Um, you know, forget about all that stuff. The reality is that uh, now the idea of having sex toys and masturbation and, uh, you know, satisfying your libido in whatever way you choose, that's, that's, that's a whole different culture going on. And because of that, uh, it'll, it, it's not just the technology that will make people excited to use sex robots, mostly men, but also the culture itself has changed dramatically, making it acceptable. And as I say in my book, all you need is one celebrity, one rapper, one uh, actor. One endorsement. One endorsement from a, you know what, I got my, my, uh, you know. I'm Joe Namath, and I had to give a time here is when I dated Ali McGraw. You know what, it's even better than the real thing. And, uh, you know, so buy your Acme sex robot today, you know, and if you act now, you know, enter the promo code, you know, Joe Namath, whatever, like you said. Uh, not that, by the way, not that Joe Namath is, is involved. We just No, Joe Namath is the kind of guy who'd be the opposite of doing this. Right, exactly. Uh, but I'm just saying, yeah. like, a celebrity like him. A famous sex yeah. object. Uh, yeah, some, like something like that. And, and when I'm alone and I need some <laughs> right. to, yeah. uh, to get my jollies, <laughs> I use Acme robots. 
Um, you know, guaranteed. When I'm alone and chewing tobacco ain't enough, I reach for one. Now let me <laughs> no, wait, 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 wait. Stop, stop, hold on. So, so all you need is one of these uh, celebrities to say that he's into this, and then everyone's in. Everyone is in. They just need the permission. The um, what's the word I'm looking for? The entitlement. The, the, yeah, I the guess safety. entitlement. But the, 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 the sense of the permission to kind of uh, to, to suggest, suggest that this is acceptable behavior. And hey, you know what's wrong with me getting a sex robot? After all, Joe Namath. And again, that's just a placeholder. I'm not saying that he's supporting it. Yeah, of course. I but, picked him for a reason that right, he's right, most right. obviously not. Right. So there's a uh, you know once if they if they can convince themselves, hey, look. Joe Namath is doing it. I'm doing it. So I'm doing it too. That's cool. Everyone's going to be in. And all you need is one. And we, we, there's going to be plenty of those guys who, who, will, who will sponsor and support it and say how great it is to have his sex robot. Uh, Chris Rock, for example, who's not talking about sex robots yet, but he has talked a lot about his uh, use of pornography and how he masturbates a lot. And, and he, he makes routines about it, you know, comedy, which, by the way, are very funny. But what's to stop somebody like him uh, for talking about how funny it was or how cool it was to use a sex robot? And then, boom, you've got it. Okay, so, and then couples will use it um, because they, you know, they want a little fun. Um, and, and people, you know, remember, we're talking about sex here. So anything goes when it comes to sex robots. It's, you know, when you think of a sex robot, you just think of, you know, kind of a generic woman, a, a pretty one, let's say, who's blonde or whatever, and, uh, and she's got a nice shape. And, and you imagine this guy is using her to get his jollies. Okay. But there's far more behind this. First of all, he can get as many robots as he pleases. So if he wants to have like a, a quote-unquote orgy, he'll do so with five or so robots. And, and, and there's no harm in that. There's no disease associated with that. There's no pregnancy associated with that. Um, but what about this? What if a man now wants to experiment with, with gay sex? Okay, he'd otherwise not do it with a real uh, other man, but hey, here's an opportunity. Or a woman deciding that she wants to try lesbian sex. There's an opportunity. Um, or what if, what if a man um, feels jilted by uh, this one woman who refused to be with him, and now he's going to get a robot that looks kind of like her, uh, or in fact, very much like her, and he can do that. Th that's, that's very easy to do. Now, all of a sudden, he's having a relationship with this woman who, with whom he was so uh, enamored, and vice versa. You know, women you know, might have an attra attraction to their boss, and all of a sudden, they're having a relationship with their boss, and I put that in air quotes again. Um, what if somebody is so narcissistic that he decides that he's going to have, or she's going to have, a relationship with somebody that looks exactly like themselves, right? There's, the opportunities are so huge, and... It's, it's for, to satisfy perversions, and I, and I use that word almost in a clinical sense, um, to, to do things that they would never even think about before because, after all, it's just a, a hunk of plastic. So, and they're not harming anybody. Um, you know, the, the sex that they're having is, uh, does, doesn't impact anyone other than themselves. That's it. So... The feminists won't complain. Uh, nobody else will complain. Everyone's getting their jollies. You can even argue that this is a great way of satisfying and, and reducing rape in prisons uh, to 
to to uh, reduce rape, generally speaking, and assaults, because well, by golly, they have this robot now. So, so are you saying that some of these reasons are actually upsides? That's what I'm hearing. Oh, some of these are very good reasons. Oh, oh, I guaranteed that the manufacturers of these sex robots will use those reasons, and well, and they will well, say it the very, man- very proudly. Well, the manufacturer of any product is not in the business of making the product, marketing it, and then telling you how terrible the product is for you, right? So, of course, the manufacturer is going to tell you the upsides, yeah. not the downsides. But coming from, I believe, the thesis of your book is. Essentially, this is overall not one of uh, American 21st century sexuality's more uh, uh, positive developments. No, you're you're absolutely right. But there are positive developments within the subject. Well, here's here's the problem. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. The problem is that what appears to satisfy, uh, you know, various different issues on the periphery such as what I just mentioned about, that this would uh, alleviate a lot of tension in, in uh, prisons. It would alleviate a lot of tensions, for that matter, not even in prisons, but let's say on the Alaska Pipeline, or where, where typically men are found alone. Right, whaling ships out in space. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I mean, here's an opportunity to just kind of get their jollies out. Um, putting that aside, uh, it, it doesn't really work like that. It's, it's like... You know, you never really expect that the, there's so many consequences to a certain kind of uh, production. For example, cell, go back, going back to cell phones. If you were to say back in 1993 that, hey, you know, we're really concerned about cell phones because people will be fixated onto their cell phones playing video games all the time. And this will be destructive to their uh, upbringing and such like that. And it'll, it'll amplify ADD issues and so on. And that'll be a real crisis for people. Um, you'd say, what are you talking about? They, they had no idea that that would happen, right? But here we are. The cell phones, uh, people are, are addicted to these things. And it's really quite destructive to the educational process of, of young children especially. And it's, it's a waste of time for a lot of people. So you would never think that. Now, sex robots are the same thing. You know, initially, most people think, oh, this, is, this will be something that, that a, a man will be able to have, typically a man, some woman, but let's say, just say men, um, will be able to kind of relieve themselves while their wife is gone or, you know, in between women or if they just got divorced. Uh, and, and again, like I said, for prisons and things like that. Uh, wouldn't this be just kind of fun? Instead of just masturbating, well, they have a sex robot and that'll be fun. Um, but of course, that's not the case. That's not what will happen at all. On the contrary, what will happen is that the men will use these sex robots in such a way that they actually think they have relationships with them, especially when you're talking about AI and these dolls are, these robots are talking back to them and getting to learn them and saying nice things to them. And you can program these, these robots in a way that to, to be the perfect woman. And I put that in air quotes. Um, and you and I, I mean, that's anathema to us. We just can't imagine, you know, having an intimacy with anything other than a real woman with real flesh and real concerns and real imperfections and real trials and tribulations of the relationship and, and where she helps you grow and you help her grow and the intimacy becomes all the more spiritual. But when, when you don't believe in God, when you have no spirituality in your life, and then, then sex reduces to 
the mere orgasm, doesn't it? It's just the, the immediate thrill of sex. And that's it. And that's why people are running to these things. And that's why they feel very comfortable saying this is the promised land somehow. Is the mere orgasm important? Is what? Is the mere orgasm important? It's, it's a part of... Uh, the answer of, is yes. Of course Of, of, of course important. it is. No, no, no. Hold on. Of course it's important, but that's the gift. But it has to go along with uh, the relationship, generally speaking. That's part of it. Well, uh, but but, but well, hold on. If you reduce it only to the orgasm, then, then why not just say everyone should be able to, you know, just orgasm all day long, like 12 times a day, 24 hours, every other hour, just orgasm way. Obviously, that's not what we're designed for. We, we don't want that. Uh, there's a reason for... Yeah, I mean, honestly, I have to go to the bathroom sometimes and I have the football game to watch. Other than <laughs> that, I can do it. Well, the reason I mention it is because from a basic psychological standpoint... If you want to coax behaviors out of someone, reward is a much better way to get it than to, from punishment. Well, I agree okay? with that. I, so I, if you've got, for instance, a hardened criminal in a prison and you need to keep these guys behaving well, what better way to do it than to offer them something to look forward to, something to hope for, and some way of achieving a satisfying orgasm so that they don't murder each other? Okay, so we that, just, that we just, like we just talked about that. Thing. We just talked about it, and I said that that will be something that will be a useful tool right, that for that is useful. Okay, it's useful, but, but you... But that's not, it's not going to be the main marketing feature of that. It's not going to say, okay, well, we're only making sex robots so that prisoners can not kill each other or not rape each other. Uh, that's not the main uh, offering that these sex robots will be. And, in fact, that's, no one's talking about that right now. It will be an issue. It will be presented as, as a benefit. But the reality is the mass marketing is not for prisoners. It's for men in general, and that's what's going to happen. Um, and, and, look, don't, take, don't think for a moment that I'm saying that we should make this illegal. I don't say that in the book at all. No, you're you're offering a book of concerns. Let me ask. Uh, wait, you. wait, wait, wait. There's much more. There's much more. I, I've said before, many times before, that uh, I, you know I'm vegan, but I would never espouse a law that that re would require people to be vegan or to banish meats and chicken and everything else. I, I don't. I just don't believe that. I, I'm not. I'm not a smoker, and I would never advocate a law making smoking illegal. Uh, and so on down the line. I, I don't drink very much. In fact, I drink barely at all. Uh, I would never advocate for a law saying that nobody else can drink. And so on and so on. There are many, many, uh, many things I don't like about what the liberals have to offer out there, socialism and otherwise, that I don't like what they're saying. I think they're very offensive in many ways, but I would not say let's ban what they say. Uh, and likewise, with these sex robots, I don't think... I, I think they're an inevitability. The question is... Uh, whether or not, uh, what, what sort of impact this is going to have on us in the same way that cell phones and video games and all those things have an impact on us. I'm, I'm interested in the impact. And I'm also interested in what this says about us and what, says, what it says about our culture. Because at some point, um, if people are so enamored with these sex robots, and they will be, believe me, seven to ten years from now, as I, I mentioned in my book, many women will say, uh, you know, I lost my man to a to a sex robot. It'll be a crisis, and and no one sees it's coming. No one sees it, and, and I do, and you do, but it's happening, and it's going to be a monumental disaster. So, 
by no means am I saying let's let's stop this. I'm just saying it's a reflection no, about uh, us. Obviously not. Now let me ask you a couple of questions though that are I think that I don't have your full answer on these. Yes. Yeah. Um, you agree that men and women are different, right? Yeah, for sure. And you agree that the stigmas about men versus women's masturbatory behaviors have different levels of stigma to them. Like, for instance, a man who's a known masturbator is looked on as a, who can't get real action from my culture has always been looked down upon and ridiculed, right? Yeah, and still is, A yeah. girl who satisfies herself in my culture, I love her and respect her. Right, and she has no problem. Right. She has no problem, uh, you know, advocating or sorry, announcing that you know she has a, a right. has a dildo, a right. vibrator, whatever so they call it. That's my my question to you: Is this what is the difference in stigma and just you know enlighten us between a woman whose man lost her to a big, you know what, right. a big tool right <laughs> versus a woman who lost her man to one of these because I, 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 I think a man who who a woman who says hey my man has chosen this provided she doesn't look like Bella Abzug right. or Rosie O'Donnell right. you know because if if Rosie O'Donnell says hey I lost she's a lesbian but if she said I lost my man to one of these we'd all say yeah I know <laughs> right <laughs> Right. Okay. So that that goes to the issue, and I'm glad you brought it up. Look, I want to read some of these comments because it was, there's, they're very uh, telling. And these are the Prager U comments, right? Yeah, these are people. Yeah, Prager U comments on the the book. Hang on, on, hang on. The Prager U comments. Um, okay. So one guy says, I'll just say a man, woman. Okay, man. One man says, women have had dildos and sibians. I don't know what a sibian is. How do you not know what a sibian is? Whatever. It's a type of dildo that a woman rides like a saddle because, you know, when they're on top, they get... Oh, I see. Okay, yeah, whatever. So it's mounted on a saddle-shaped device. Women have had dildos and sibians for years. Now why, now why is a mechanical sex device cause for concern? Hmm? As if... Okay. That's a great question. It's actually. a great question. And, and the, the problem is that when it becomes, and I say this in my book, and I, I, I encapsulated it, I think, very well, which is it's one thing to have a dildo. It's one thing to have uh, something called, I, I learned about it. It's called a fleshlight. Yeah, fleshlight. Fleshlight, okay. So it's one thing. The fleshlight, for our listeners who don't know this, is a male masturbator. I know, I know. Okay, I stop, know you stop, know, stop, but stop, they stop, don't stop. know this. All right, <laughs> let me just get through this. So... Um, but the, the a fleshlight or a dildo is not like it doesn't even resemble a person. It resembles a part of a person. Yes, it simulates a part of a person. Yes, but it's not the same thing. So he, here's the problem. We, we and I have a great chapter called um, "Let's Get Virtual," and it's about the virtualization of sex over the the millennia, not just in the past ten years, but really over thousands and thousands of years. We have virtualized sex in and more than anything else, uh, for thousands of years. So, for example, the statue has a phallic symbol, or a woman has, you know, the statue of a woman having breasts. Boobies, yes. Boobies are very plentiful and such like that. We're virtual. It's just a statue. It's not a real human, but it's the virtualization. It's the image of sex, the image of a, uh, a person's body, male or female. Then, of course, there's the books and the storytelling. 
uh, where you, you, you tell a story about sex. Well, that's virtualizing too. You ask somebody to imagine the sexual act one way or the other, and, or even the romantic uh, side of it, and that's virtualizing. Then, of course, comes the little peep shows, and then there's the movies, and then there's prostitution, which in many ways it's virtualization. There's the pretense that you're having a relationship with this woman, or sometimes a man. Uh, in fact, all, you're, all, all she's doing is offering her vagina as a dildo, as, as a, uh, a flashlight, right? Uh, and that's all it is. It's the pretense. It's the, it's the imagining of a relationship um, and a sexual one at that. And then you've got the internet. Uh, where it's even all the more realistic and it's a video after all, all these porn videos. And so that's virtualizing too. It's not as if what you're seeing are real people. You're seeing the image of real people who performed something and it was captured on, on film, but it's not real. It's all virtualization and it's all getting into your head. So what happens, Ari? And this is the difference. What happens when the virtualization of sex, which is mostly a male pursuit, combines with the virtualization of a relationship, mostly a woman's pursuit, and then you've got the whole package. You've got a displacement of reality altogether. It's not as if when a woman uses a dildo or a man uses a fleshlight that he thinks he's having a relationship with that fleshlight or the woman has a relationship with a dildo. It's different. With a robot, it's actually happening. And this is not Brock Lurie's imagining this, that this might one happen, this might one day happen. The reality is that's happening now. Uh, even with just sex dolls that are not even robots yet. They're just, you know, they, they look sophisticated, but they, they don't even respond yet. Um, the one man in particular, uh, he said this is better than the real thing. He has relationships with them. He'll never go back. Uh, he, he says it's a lifestyle choice. The way he views it, he even compared it to being vegan, which is a little odd, but there it is. Well, it's meat free. <laughs> but uh, so, so, Perfect so, analogy. But that's a lifestyle <laughs> choice, as he describes it, and that's, and and that's what you're going to see more and more, and all the more so, Ari, when there's going to when when people, when these robots appear to be talking back to you and with you, and are engaged in your life, and you'll come back home as a man or a woman, and say, wow, honey, I had a really tough day. And she'll say, and I put she in quotes, oh, tell me more about it. What happened? And then you'll say, oh, the boss chewed me out or whatever it is. And, then, and she'll say, that sounds awful. Um, you know, like Siri does something similar to that. Alexa does that right now. It's not that hard to put that into a, a sex robot. And then all of a sudden, she'll say, would you like me to ease your tension? Something like that. And he'll say yes or no. And, and he'll, he'll just have her, and again, that, that's in quotes, at his disposal. And, and, and you mix that with a culture that says, we don't need men anymore. You mix that with a culture that says, masculinity is toxic. You mix that in with a culture that says, be very careful because if you have sex with a woman, she might accuse you of rape or assault or harassment, uh, even, after, even if it appears completely consensual. Uh, and that even if you had a, a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship for five years, she might very well later on accuse you of raping her. Who needs that crap? 
this is what they're going to be start, starting to think. It's happening in Japan already. It's happening now. It's beginning to happen even more aggressively in Europe. There are uh, 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 sex robot brothels. And there are, people are buying them willy-nilly. It's, it's a very lucrative business going on now. So, I mean, from a totally cynical point of view, from a functional point of view, from a utilitarian point of view, and frankly, from a standpoint of self-preservation, uh, I, I see why these sex robots uh, will be taking off as an industry. Do you, do you see a need or a purpose for trying one of these things yourself? In the, from the scientific pursuit of knowledge as the scholar and researcher of this subject. I, I have truly no interest. I, I mean, people have asked but me that before. But you feel obligated to no. do it as, as this person going on this It's journey. not. It's, it's, here's why I don't feel obligated. I, yeah. don't, I mean, personally, I think I share your exact feelings about this, first of all. Um, there's a, one of the best movies ever is one with Steve Martin called The Man with Two Brains. Okay, wait, 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 I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. I, I, I know what you're talking about, but look, you asked me. You, know what I'm talking you about? asked me a good question yeah. about whether I would ever try it as an, an obligation. I, right. I, I understand that, but this book is not really about sex robots. That's the funny thing about this. This is a. It's called the Rise of the Sex Machines for a reason. It's really not about the robots per se. The robots are merely a reflection of who we are, right? Uh, every product. If it succeeds, it's a reflection of demand, right? So if you, we both have computers in front of us right now. Uh, the reason why they make computers is people demand computers. They want it. And if they didn't want it, they wouldn't have it, right? I mean, it's like so many other things. I, I remember once in Japan, we lived there for a short while, um, and they invented this uh, turntable inside cars so that you could listen to your records in a car, and they, they did the suspension in such a way so that it really wouldn't skip very often. And it was considered really cool. Nobody wanted it. You know, they'd rather have tapes. It's a lot more convenient. So that product died. It, you can't possibly find it anywhere. Likewise, with the 8-track tape, people didn't want it. But what does survive are things that people do want. And if, they, if people wanted the 8-track tape, well, everyone would have 8-track tapes. So the same thing is true with sex robots. They will, the reason why they are proliferating is because people want it. And the question is, why do they want it? They want it because it solves a whole bunch of perceived uh, issues. Um, it, it helps them avoid all sorts of risks, uh, both disease-wise, pregnancy-wise, and uh, uh, criminal issues. It's all resolved by way of sex robots. And at the same time, from a personal point of view, they don't have to deal with the robot getting older, fatter, uglier, or talking back, or having issues, or getting drunk on, on them, or getting upset with them, if and when they break up with that girlfriend. Um, it's just not, it, none of those issues apply. And I have a whole chapter about all the things that robots seem to resolve. The only thing that it doesn't resolve is having a truly meaningful relationship with another human being. That's other than that, it's a great idea, right? Well, so, the, the you're kind of skipping around. It it doesn't solve the the big issue, the big issue, and the big issue is for men, and men don't want to say this generally, but I say it because I don't give a flying, you know what? Which is the reason we pursue sex is because we're trying to have our 
designed, ratified as worthy of breeding and acceptance <coughs> by the female. Understand? Yeah, that's no, what I, it's all about. No. So taking an inanimate, that's why masturbation from a man's point of view about other men says the man doing it uh, is looked on by a man like me as, oh, well, you're unworthy to breed. You're a, you're a beta cock who doesn't even deserve your parts. Well, okay, right? it's interesting and you bring so that up. I look at a guy using a. It's interesting a that you bring thing, that up. I have the same reaction. It's interesting that you bring it up because. That's another thing that has changed over the past uh, 20, 30 years is the society's um, regarding of masturbation, self-pleasuring. Now it's um, become much more acceptable. It's no big deal. And, and you know, the, recently there was a movie called, um, oh, shoot, what was it called? <sighs> With uh, Seth Rogen and uh, Charlize Theron, uh, Longshot. And there was a, there's a scene there where the character played by Seth Rogen has, has masturbated and it's all been caught on video somehow. And, and, and then it's all talked about and said, well, everyone does it, so no big deal. And it's a, it's, that was a really big issue. And I think that's, that, that is the new theme now, that masturbation is a very uh, common thing. Everyone does it, therefore it's no big deal. And we should even be celebrating it. In fact, there's a, uh, a master betathon, I think, and there's a there's a championship. There's a there's a contest that's held every year, and it, in different cities throughout the world. And it started in London, I think, in 2006. And and they 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 see how long somebody can masturbate. That, that's like, and, and I write in the book like, in case. Uh, and and now to answer the burning question, you must have who was the winner? <laughs> and it was this guy. He has he has a foreign name. I think he was Japanese, and he was able to masturbate for nine hours uh, in San Francisco. And uh, <clears throat> and and I I say, and what did his mother think? She was not immediately available for comment about how proud she was of her son. Anyway, you get the idea. There's this sense that everything and anything goes. There's no stigma. There's no embarrassment factor. You and I, when we were, if you, if we were to talk to some guy who is is talking about how how much he likes to pleasure himself, we would think, okay, this guy's a loser. Especially now, and there's a distinction here. Um, the, talking about how much a guy wants to relieve his urges, okay, fine, but. It really gets into a territory where uh, a guy of, say, our generation brags about relieving his urges rather than trying to be with a woman. Yeah, that's where he becomes, yeah. in our eyes, a complete <clears throat> loser and ridiculable, ridiculable. But, but, fool. but these people are going to be more and more present because of the way uh, our culture is pushing them there. I'm not, I'm not excusing them. But I also say in my book, and my, the subtitle is, and who will resist, right? Oh, me. You and I will resist, uh, easily so, because we're, we're men of God. We, we have deep, a deep faith in God. not a man of God. You, more than me, you know. But it doesn't matter. You believe I, in God. I believe in God. Okay, okay. I'm just, I'm okay, just okay, a wait, wait. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right, all right. Just here. There's a reason why I'm saying this. There is... You've got to, if you have faith in God, you are going to resist this. It's, it's, not, it doesn't, it, it's not meaningful. I don't have a desire for, to participate with this. I don't think you do. I think a lot of men will say yuck to this whole thing. The fact that something is available to you uh, is, 
Like, for example, hookers, prostitutes, are, are of no interest to me either, right? I don't care how, she, how beautiful she may be, and she may be, uh, you know, available. That has been around for thousands of years, right, prostitution. I'm still not interested. She may even say, hey, look, for you, you're so sexy or whatever, 50 bucks. Or I'll even give you a freebie because I just, I, you know, I want you to... Because I like you, big boy. I, well, either I like you or because I want you to tell your friends how good I am, so therefore, you know, whatever. It's not even the money, right? And so, so you and I would say, I'm not interested. I have no desire for that. This is just a, a business transaction for you. And I don't, that's not what sex means to me. Sex is part of a relationship. That's the way we look at it. I want to read some more um, uh, postings in response to the book. Um, he, let's see. This one, okay, gentleman. He says, the thought of taking sex out of the equation and losing the true motivation for all the endless coddling, pacifying, placating, patronizing, propping up, reassuring, et cetera, et cetera, just sounds so peaceful and liberating. If you could add in a link to the book that explains how we'll be able to have kids without having to deal with all that nonsense, I think we can call it a wrap. Okay? Laughing. Uh, I take it that was a sarcastic. Of course he is. Yeah. LOL. But he means it. Yeah. He, 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 I mean, it's not sarcastic yeah, for him. Yeah, he's referring to the idiots of the culture who right. are okay with this. Right, right. So, uh, uh, in response, he says... Um, his name is Jeff, so I'll just use his first name. Jeff, I'm not sure whether your comment was meant to be ironic, but if sex is the true motivation for functioning as supporter and friend of one's partner, then I fear you may not know what love is. And he's right. I think that's exactly right. That was from a man. A lot of these are from men. Uh, here's from a woman. Crazy thought, but sounds plausible. She's referring to the idea of the, oh, uh, quick the question. sex Have robots. these people all read the book, or are these people just who've just received the marketing summary? Just the received the marketing. Okay. But they, they get the but concept. they understand yeah. enough about it. It's a crazy thought. She's referring to the notion of the rise of sex machines and how culture will change that. So she gets it. Crazy thought, but sounds plausible given our focus on AI and technology advancements. But, all caps, true happiness comes from spiritual enlightenment and a human touch. So, real men and real women, listen up. I like that. She's right. Um, uh, let's see. And then Gary says, thank you. No way am I ever going to have sex with a machine. No way. Ew. To the thought of it, yuck. That's the perfect response. That's the, that's the, that's that's, the, and that's from a man. That's the Generation X response, meaning we're normal. But yeah. he, he was uh, one of the few and far between. Uh, most of them said, I can't wait. Another one, Brian says, why resist? Uh, he, he, I, I like the idea. Uh, Tracy writes, humans are destroying our planet. Overpopulation oh, is... Caused by over preoccupation of the sexual of their sexual urges, the population of our Earth has doubled, all caps doubled, from 3.3 billion to 7.7 billion. Uh, that's actually more than doubling, right? Uh, humans since the 1970s, and then she makes an angry face icon. These dolls are an indication of how humans have not been able to evolve along with the sex trafficking trafficking epidemic. Anything for sex. Until humans decide to not act like our nearest relative, the promiscuous bonobos, and learn to control their insane and unbridled sexual appetites, we face extinction, humans. Um, let me humans have an uh, effing problem. Let me finish up on this thought. So this is an interesting one because this is a classic response by a liberal um, because it's, you know, her answer is, you know, men control yourselves. It's mostly men. And um, 
but, but the sexual desire is so strong. It's like I always say, it's a 30 on a scale of 1 to 10. Um, so that's not the reality. And, and nowhere does it say in her posting, it's always interesting what people don't say, right? Nowhere does it say uh, about the spirituality of sex, that, that the relationship um, that uh, goes along with, with sex. Interesting, right? Well, she actually made the best comment of all based on um, that. Yeah. And she's the perfect reason why I actually support this technology because with women like that, you can totally understand why men have completely checked out. Yeah. Because she's yeah. wrong in so many ways because I love how she says we haven't evolved, but she undermines that argument because by the between the 1970s and now, we've clearly evolved and have better medicine, better food, better health, etc. That's caused... Uh, a doubling of the world's populations because we've had a a, a doubling in in uh, we've had a, a by cutting essentially the casualty level in half. Right. Right. So okay, more so people he, survive, and she calls it not evolving. <laughs> right. right. Well, it's a little bit like um, you know how liberals, leftists, actually uh, say we don't want any more laws uh, where police are able to actually arrest people, and then, then they complain that there's so much crime. Right, I mean, it's, you can't have it both ways. There's a reason why police need to do what they need to do. Right, police shouldn't be armed, but we need gun control to keep. Here we go with another comment. Um, yeah, she Gloria writes. It's funny how all the men also want them, the meaning of the robots, to cook and clean. And there, there had been a lot of comments to that effect. It's funny how they blame men blame all women for pushing them to this quote unquote. Her answer is, if men and women were both respectful and loving in their relationships, this wouldn't be an issue. Well, yeah, I agree. That's the point. Um, and, and it's, but the question is, how do you become loving and respectful, right? I mean, if, if you don't have God in your lives, then, then you, I mean, love and, and respect don't really factor. That's, don't you get this? This is the, this is the whole reason. Look, and this is, I guess, the way I'll wrap it up, Ari, because there's so many other, other postings here that are so interesting. <laughs> Um, and, and they're very revealing. Sure. And, I, and I was so grateful to see these postings because, first of all, they got it. They got the issue. And then, then the discussion is what the issue is about and, and what, you know, how, they, how they react <laughs> to the issue. I yes. don't know why that's funny, but nevertheless. Yeah. So, so the question... Well, real fast, the reason it's funny is because what's going through my mind is the obvious. A total buried lead here. If feminism didn't do what it did... These scientists and inventors would have invented cooking and cleaning robots, which would have made everyone's lives easier. Right. Well, and, 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 and they, they do have the sex that. just the, the living. Right. Right. Exactly right. Well, and cooking and cleaning goes for everybody, right? I mean, it's just, it's so basic. <laughs> right. Anyway, look, people, you know, the, the burning question on a lot of people's minds is, you know, hey, this Brock Lurie guy, he seems like a nice guy. Wait, why is he writing a book about sex robots? What's, what's the deal? You know, why is he so uh, talking about this as a, as a manifest issue? Well, the reason why is that this was going to be a chapter in my follow-up book to Atheism Kills. And it's a three-part series. Atheism Kills, Atheism Destroys, Atheism Steals. Atheism Destroys, I was already writing about a quarter of the book, and I was getting to the chapter about how godlessness leads to the end of relationships and that how it will end up uh, in a world of sex robots. And, and that was my theme. And then as I was writing this chapter, it got longer and longer, because it was really interesting, yeah. for one thing, but I was trying to explain all the factors that are leading us to this culture. And after a while, I'd, I think it was 100 pages or so, I said, you know what, this is, not, this is too long a chapter, I might as well pull this out and make it its own separate book. 
And, it, you know, of course, I, I elaborated on the points, and it became, I, read, I think, a fantastic book. But it really is a book about us. It, it, it describes who we are and demands us to look at ourselves in the mirror. Um, and it's a warning. It's a warning. With all the technology and all the godlessness and all the culture that we, and that stems from that godlessness, where are we heading? Is this a, is a, is a, uh, are we heading into a domain where we are actually going to self-destruct? And the answer is sadly, for those who do not embrace God, yes. Good news is, those who do embrace God will not only survive, but they will thrive. I'm Brock Lurie. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk with you next week.